I'm Kate Daniels. The health of our mouth and its impact on the rest of our body. This is the research of Dr. James Rhoda. He shares his discoveries in a new book, Mirror of the Body, my story about the evolution of dentistry and how silver mercury fillings may be chronically poisoning you. This is a sobering statement and title. So we are very fortunate to have Dr. Rhoda join us this morning to share some greater insights for our better health. Dr. James Rhoda, good morning. Thank you so, so greatly for being with us today. Nice being with you, Kate. I really appreciate this opportunity because of your work in dentistry and beyond that to take all of the history and experiences and then to put it together in a really important informative book, this book, Mirror of the Body, Your Mouth Reflects the Health of Your Whole Body. So I think we've Many of us have probably heard that uh, the health of our mouth really dictates the health of our body, and I've heard that very specifically in terms of heart health, that we need to have mouth health. And so this is something, though, that I think really is important to underscore and really press forward, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. We've always known that there was a neurological blood vessel connection to the body. You know, in dental school, we were taught that. We were taught that uh, an infection in the mouth, of course, can affect the entire body. But on on the other hand, we didn't give too much alert on the toxicity issue. That is, especially with the amalgam or silver filling that contains as much as 50% mercury. And we thought, I thought, in fact, at UCLA, that when you mix silver, tin, zinc, and copper with 50% mercury, creating the amalgam, that you created a stable mass. In fact, we refer to it as inert. We now know that it's anything but inert. It's constantly giving off the mercury uh, lethal gases that are being absorbed into the brain. So we know that the mercury is leaching. We verified that scientifically. We didn't have the instruments that can detect the mercury leaking, so we assumed that it was stable but we now know it's a serious, serious problem that is affecting everyone uh, with symptoms of mercury toxicity. So one of the things to maybe first consider is if someone is having dental procedures, having fillings today, are we still dealing in some cases with these amalgam fillings? Unfortunately, there are 300,000 mercury fillings placed daily. That's almost a million per year. Uh, It's still the most commonly used filling in the dental profession because this information is just getting out, and that's one of the reasons why we wrote the book was that to gather all the scientific uh, literature about the ill effects of mercury because I think dentists need to see the data uh, and again, I, I think that's one of the main reasons why I wrote the book, MirrorTheBody.com. Uh, by the way, that is the title of the, the website, so MirrorTheBodyBook.com. And we have all the, the conditions and all the research and mostly the symptoms. Most people are not aware of the symptoms of mercury toxicity, memory loss, tremors, numbness, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's chronic fatigue, headaches, tinnitus, allergies, kidney disease, autoimmune disease, depression. And one of the main problems is that if you go to a physician 
people with these symptoms, they're going to do conventional blood tests, and we don't find the mercury in those common tests. They have to be either chelated or pushed out. So it's an ill-diagnosed condition, unfortunately. And until now, we didn't have any way. I know I'm loaded with mercury myself, and I was only recently tested a few years ago because we didn't have the test available to verify that mercury was even present. So one of the things, as you were listing these conditions, these are some of the top conditions that so much of our population is dealing with. And so you're, you are showing us that the arrow is pointing towards mercury fillings that are in our mouth, in our body. Yes. And if I could do one thing, you know, with the dissemination of information is, number one, uh, alert the, the dentist that there's adequate evidence to verify that mercury is a serious problem. Number two is uh, making sure that the dentist, when they remove, should the patient decide to remove old silver fillings, old mercury fillings, is to remove them safely because you could you could cause as much damage by removing them improperly than they when, when you're putting them in. So, yeah, it's a serious problem of dissemination of information. That's why your show is an important one to start the ball rolling, saying that, hey, there's literature. In fact, you can go to Google now and, and Google all these things that we're talking about. So, uh, Or to go to one of the websites, uh, talkinternational.com is a, is a popular one, uh, that you can go to to find out what the symptoms are, find out the conditions of mercury toxicity, and mostly the research that's available to uh, support that this is an issue. This is a serious issue. So why, when we know now how serious this is, is the mercury still being used for fillings? Yes, I think with the misconception, as I said earlier, that uh, the dentists are assuming that uh, people like myself who taught in, in dental school that it was stable or inert once you mixed it. We did not impress, as I know personally, I did not impress the toxic levels to the dental students. So I'm afraid the dentists are graduating from school without the necessary information regarding, number one, the, the toxicity of mercury. It's the second most toxic material on this planet next to radioactive plutonium. And also the difficulty in diagnosing the symptoms. If you go to, if you have a problem other than in your mouth, we dentists refer to the physician, and they'll do a conventional blood tests to determine that if there's any mercury. And we're determining that um, if the mercury's not in the blood, you're safe. But we now know that the mercury hangs out into the fat tissue. So that's been one of our major issues, is that not only is it... Uh, uh, not appreciated as to the toxic levels, but it's a difficult uh, condition to diagnose. And so is this then a test that we ask for? Do we have to ask for it, or is it going to be something that our primary care physician is going to say, okay, we're going to add this test uh, to your physical exam this year? Yeah, these are some good questions, especially when it comes to what do, you, what do you do about it? How do you approach this issue? And it's not an easy issue to approach because, uh, first of all, I would suggest uh, to, the, to anyone not to have any mercury uh, placed in their child's mouth uh, so close to the brain. Uh, so don't put any more in, number one. I think that's the, the big question. Number two is you're going to decide to take them out. 
make sure you, you go to one of the dentists that's taking out safely. Uh, so I would say that the, that's where the big caution is, is how do you handle this issue once you determine that you've got a toxic filling on your hands? What do you do about it? Because, again, um, it affects the dental office staff first. So many of the symptoms of uh, mercury toxicity are being experienced by dentists themselves, uh, and they're not relating it to that mercury because it is a colorless, odorless gas, so you have to have the instruments to detect it. And so, and you're saying that too, while it's in our mouth and it's affecting us, certainly the dentist and all the dental assistants by handling this are exposed and it's really as toxic for them as well, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. No, that's what my condition, in fact, unfortunately, one of my best dental assistants died of breast cancer and we're now seeing that there's a relationship between us between the two. And in fact, I have prostate cancer personally myself, and we know that testosterone and mercury marry each other and become carcinogenic. So unfortunately, we're learning a lot of these things now, but I'm talking about we're right in the middle of the, of the educational process. And uh, the research has been done. It's a matter of disseminating information to the, peop- the public, right? So first of all, as you said earlier, uh, you're not to ask for mercury. You have to really find out what kind of filling the, the dentist is going to place in their mouth. And if it's an amalgam filling or a silver filling, we must remember that all silver fillings have 50% mercury. So the alternative, the option is to ask for the composite fillings. They're the white fillings. They're much more durable today than they were years ago. So they're comparable or they're a good substitute, uh, and not only are they white, but they're not as toxic to the teeth uh, as certainly the mercury is. So the thing is, like in my situation, the dentist I've, I have and have had for the last decade uses composite fillings. But certainly I went to the dentist before that, and chances are pretty good that I probably have the amalgam filling. So yes. how, how do I actually determine that? Well, I think, first of all, sight is, is the easiest one for those who are looking in their mouth at home to see if there's any fillings, any mercury fillings. You would be suspect of any uh, filling that is of a dark color, a silver color, a silverish, uh, and unfortunately they turn black after a while. So if a filling appears to be black in color, it's a mercury-silver filling. Uh, and again, the, another danger, which we haven't mentioned yet, is the, the creation of electricity when you have dissimilar metals, like a gold filling. Let's say you have a gold crown on your molar and you have a, a silver filling on the tooth next to it. You've got an ideal creation of a battery, uh, galvanic pole, a positive pole, negative pole. And then with the saliva, the electrolyte, you have an electrical charge created. Well, now that we know that there's what we call a meridian uh, that the East have popularized with the acupuncture idea, and I needed to see the needles move to see what what, it, what is this meridian they talk about. Well, that's the flow of ions. And if you create electricity or a galvanic reaction in the mouth, you're affecting what that tooth is connected to on that meridian. So there's an example if you have... Uh, a heart condition, you you have to look at uh, what's going on to those teeth that are connected to the heart. That's one of the ways when I, prior to my retirement, that was how I would 
relate the two people would come to me with physical ailments that the physician would have a difficult time dealing with then we find out that there's a, a decayed or a dead tooth on that meridian so we see that there's this connection it's dramatized in many ways but again that's how we would approach this right now is that we have to look at what the tooth is connected to and the creation of that battery that I mentioned Dr. Rhoda, you are just so phenomenal. You You, you know, this is so, so critical. It's life and death for us. And, you know, to if we are adults, really, one of the first things we need to do now is take a look at our mouth and see if we have those fillings. And then the next thing is to have our dentist look at that safe way to take all of those out and replace them with composites, correct? Good idea. And again, it's an important step to conclude. Not only do you have the dentist take them out without understanding the proper way of taking it out, so it's important to make sure that they take it out safely. And usually there's our cor- there are courses that are made, and they're, and they're quite rigid. I mean, taking out mercury requires that you completely suit up with a different suit, that you use a certain mask to protect yourself, and you also protect the environment itself, the contaminated air that is created by the removal of it. In fact, there's been recent uh, evaluations by scientific instrumentation on how contaminated dental offices are, and it's quite, it's quite scary uh, to understand that uh, many dental offices uh, would be shut down by OSHA because of the amount of mercury just in the environment. So again, there is a serious issue there, with this, especially with not being aware of the toxic nature of mercury and how pervasive it is and, and how it hides it. It, it kind of hides itself because it is a colorless uh, material that the symptoms are misdiagnosed, if not diagnosed at all. They're treated uh, symptomatically or allopathically by taking a pain pill or an anti-inflammatory, but it's only taking care of the symptoms and when the cause is, is misdiagnosed or ill-diagnosed. And that cause, the mercury filling, does it then stay constant? It's not like over time it, it dissipates and, and the, the toxicity just kind of goes away. It, another, yeah, another excellent question, yeah. Yeah, we know that uh, initially uh, there is a high amount of mercury coming out of a freshly placed mercury filling. And, and if you notice in the mouth that there's an oxide or they get black after a while, which in a way uh, kind of protects that oxide layer, uh, that dark layer that develops is somewhat retarding some of the gases. But then as soon as you chew, uh, then those gases are going to be accelerated. So as an example, chewing gum with mercury fillings is not a good idea because you're going to clean off that protective layer and you're going to have a a rush of gases uh, that are going to be absorbed into the body and absorbed into the neurological system. This is such incredible, life-saving, life-challenging information that I, I trust all of us are really listening with open ears about what is going on. And we're going to go and look in the mirror and see what's inside our mouth. So if we find these dark fillings, uh, is the next step to call up our dentist and say, we need to see how we're going to make a change here? Yes, I I would definitely consider having them removed once you are to define it and once you are to discover them. And also refer to the tooth chart. I think the tooth chart is a chart now that 
has been developed to show what tooth goes to what area of the body. You can find that chart on talkinternational.com, by the way. And there are many charts like that that will show what organ is connected to that tooth. So I would go to the dentist with also an understanding of what's going on in my body so the dentist can begin to relate that condition. Because we now know that if you take a mercury filling out where you've got an active infection on the body part that it's connected to, you can exacerbate that condition. So I personally would want that mercury filling out, but I also would want to know a little bit more about what that tooth is connected to, what other conditions, so that I'm armed with the proper information that I do go to the dentist because I might have to go to the physician first. So again, it's important to to get more information on the subject matter. Uh, That's why I mentioned that talkinternational.com because you can find a dentist there and find out more particulars. And of course, I go into detail in the book uh, uh, about this issue and and where to find dentists and the symptoms and mostly the the research. uh, We dentists need to say, well, where's, where's the source of your data, doctor, you know? And that's important for us. Is there, how do we know that mercury is rolling? You told me once ago that it was okay. Now you're saying that it's really toxic. What research has been used to, to, to verify that? And, and that's where we, that we uh, did a lot of that in the book to see where all the research around the world that would uh, state these claims about mercury toxicity. So there is really as much... Uh education that needs to, that is hopefully being done in dental schools. And I I hope that your book, Mirror of the Body, is something that certainly with your dental school, where you were teaching, uh, has embraced and is using with the students. Yes, I I think, fortunately, we have the instrumentation now, in addition to Google about the subject, but we have the instruments to verify, uh, and that's what the school, that's what UCLA did for me also, is is place the instruments in my hands to verify some of these things electronically, to, to see the gases coming out, to record the, the mercury in the body. These are all things that physicians need to verify before we respond. But I think that we start off by saying, hey, we're dealing with the second most toxic material on this planet. We have to have much more respect for it, and we should not put it in children's mouths. And uh, I feel personally that mercury should be banned out of dentistry, period. And what is the reason? Why has it not been? Well, that's another question that you have to look at because, I, you know, we, we've uh, hypothecated why this has not taken place because I remember 10, 15 years ago stating, no, it's going to be banned in a few years. Well, it's still on the marketplace, and I can only assume that uh, other than mercury is in a lot of other things, and to upset this idea... Uh, again, uh, you say, what is the replacement? I think uh, with Sweden has banned uh, mercury fillings already, and their problem, from what I understand, is that they don't have a, a suitable substitute, uh, although the composites are, are suitable, they're more costly. So the, the two factors that we mentioned is the cost of taking mercury fillings out and uh, to take them out uh, unsafely without the precautions that are, are needed to, to consider the gases that are produced. It's a dangerous issue. And uh, since insurance companies and government agencies that support any kind of dentistry, uh, they are recommending the mercury fillings. So we're dealing with an educational issue now uh, that, we, that we need to, to, to really get across to 
um, not only uh, you know the people who are putting mercury fillings in, but the dental companies, the insurance companies who are only allocating the mercury fillings. It's, it's an educational issue right now. Well, hopefully insurance companies would allocate a, a, a sum of money that you, which is my dental insurance. I have so much that I can spend, otherwise it's out of pocket. Exactly. But, so it doesn't stipulate, oh, well, you have to use the, the mercury fillings. Well, my dentist doesn't anyway. But still, the they need to do things in such a way that is going to be beneficial for the long term. Because if we don't take care of it now... It's going to be more costly with our whole medical uh, situation, right? That's a, that's a good point to, to bring up. Is that it's to me, uh, it's an investment, a very wise mm-hmm. investment, because you just can't say, "Well, I'm comparing the white cost, white filling versus the silver filling." No, you, you're comparing all of the conditions that the the symptoms of mercury toxicity that you can avoid that are going to be a, far more costly than the investment of putting a white filling material in your mouth. So it is a prudent thing to consider a, uh, that it's prudent, it's a wise investment to to eliminate mercury. And I go through that quite a bit in uh, Mirror the Body, uh, the book. Uh, but again, it's important to get that information over to, to, to see how to deal with it. Uh, to, first of all, to avoid it, and, and if you do have it, what to do safely uh, to deal with it. Exactly, because I th- I think right now it warrants repeating all these various conditions that are happening to too many of us in our society in the world because of the mercury, the metal te- toxicity in our bodies. And could you just list those again for us, Doctor sure. Rhoda? We know that the reason why there's so many too is because mercury uh, by itself undermines our immune system. That's the first thing it attacks. So if, if you've got genetic susceptibility, traumatic susceptibility, nutritional susceptibility, you're going to have uh, more symptoms because mercury will take advantage of your weakened part of your body. So these symptoms of mercury loss, uh, mercury, loss of memory, tremors and numbness, uh, neurological things in our body, multiple sclerosis, that's a big neurological issue. Alzheimer's, just short-term memory loss is one of the considerations that we see in dentists. Uh, We see dentists um, having depression and irritations that are part of this list, chronic fatigue, headaches, tinnitus, that ringing of the ears, various allergies. That's another thing I had as a young kid. I used to play with mercury, and I had all kinds of allergies. So the kidney disease, because, again, the kidneys and the liver have to process uh, the, uh, the mercury. So any kind of irritation of the kidneys uh, or bladder is going to be a problem. So all the all the autoimmune disorders and depressions so these are all related to the to the heavy metal. And if you have other metals in your body, like uh, Flint, Michigan, now was having a, a serious issue with lead. Uh, these people now that uh, who have silver fillings or mercury fillings in their mouth who are exposed to lead. Those two are what they call synergistic. You, you can't handle their toxicity individually. You have to have them as a group. So one and one are ten uh, on toxic levels. So when mercury and lead get together, you've got more of a serious issue. So, yeah, it's a serious issue. Uh, there's a lot to learn, but uh, today we do have Google so, to help us on the learning process. But one of the things I'm going to have you go away with is that we've got a serious issue with mercury toxicity, and I feel mercury should be banned. Is a filling material. 
and of course, banning is is the thing that definitely needs to be done. So it's not even an option. And what we need to do, of course, is make the the wise choice when we go to the dentist. Is there anything that the public can do in terms of pushing for banning the substance? Well, I think, as I said earlier, if you start out by becoming educated yourself, so you just don't go ahead and ban it and say, well, you were you were banning the the common filling. What is your source of your information? Well become educated on, on the information. It's there. In fact, we devoted a whole chapter to where the the, uh, the research just on the mercury toxicity and, and what you should do. But as far as, the first of all, regulating it, I don't think it should be regulated. I think it should be banned, uh, starting with uh, informing the public as to how they determine that it's toxic and what is the source of your data, doctor, and learn yourself. Uh, the patient should become educated and then uh, proceed because each person is different as far as their susceptibility to disease, you know, because of genetics and nutritional requirements and exercise. All these things are very in quotients when it comes to health or disease. So it's important to include that, that mercury is going to be a real strong element of undermining your immune system. And it's coming right from your mouth. And even though it's a slow process, that's why we have a hard time diagnosing. It's a chronic thing. So your stomach that you had two weeks after the mercury placement, you don't relate it to your silver fillings. You you go to your, your physician and they give you treatment for symptoms rather than cause. Exactly. So this is the part of the education that is so critical for us to be aware is to not think that, oh, I'm just having some stomach disorder. Realize that there's just this huge interconnection yes. with our mouth to the rest of our body. Good, good words, yeah, because it's important that people understand there's more than just a physio-neurological connection. There's a meridian connection, an electrical connection. And now that we know that the fumes of mercury, the release of mercury from teeth are visual, you can dramatize this very much by creating a simple cabinet at home with a certain light to see the gases that come out of these teeth. I needed to see that. And by the way, before I became a, a, a dentist that was concerned with this, I needed to say, well, show me that it's coming out. Where's the, where's the data? Well, we have all that now. We have the verification that it's uh, getting caught, it's coming out of the body, that it's uh, causing interruption of the liver and the kidneys, and we have all that data now. The research has been done. It's just a matter of disseminating this information to the dentist and to the public, and and I think the public is going to motivate dentists to become a little bit more familiarized. So if you go to your dentist and you start asking questions about mercury toxicity, I'm sure that dentist is going to go home and start Googling and a review, and I think that's one of the things I tried to do in the, in the book, A Mirror of the Body, was to make it uh, available for dentists so that they could see the, the research that is going to support uh, their concern about mercury and, uh, and to get them in touch to the websites, talkinternational.com, to find out who, who's uh, educating, like the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, a group that I belong to, is uh, meet uh, a couple times a year to discuss this issue. So again, it's a, it's a hot topic. There is a, a an evolution, I would call it, right now taking place in the dental profession with this issue, and uh, it's uh, in the dissemination of information stage, uh, like programs like yourself that are going to 
alert the the public at large, from the dentist to the patients, that we can no longer allow serious potential high toxic material like mercury to be placed in the mouth anymore. It's too dangerous. Precisely. And part of our own personal education so that we can really be informed and make good decisions for ourselves and our family and really for the world is to really take a look at this book. Read the book, Mirror of the Body, Your Mouth Reflects the Health of Your Whole Body. Yes, absolutely. And it, uh, if I do one thing with the book, and that is to get this information out, because I, I'm 81 now, and I, I said this is a good time to at least share the information that you've experienced over the years. You know, you asked the question earlier, and it, is, it, it has become a political issue, and it, uh, it comes up from time to time. You know, I think there are vested interests in manufacturers about this issue, and uh, it, it is a cost issue. It's a government issue. It, uh, if we... If we reveal how serious it is, then we're going to say, well, what are we going to use instead? And say, well, a composite, well, that's going to cost the government too much money, you know? So I think there's a little reservation on moving on this issue because of the cost. We're still using it. 300,000 buildings are placed daily today. Just unbelievable. Well, you are certainly doing what you can. I trust that by sharing all this important information this morning, we're hitting the grassroots and it's going to become this big swell of moving forward and making changes. Dr. Rhoda, you are truly phenomenal. I so appreciate that uh, you have the passion to write this book and to spend time with us this morning. My pleasure.